This is the Color Pencil Podcast, session number 278. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Color Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick. I am your host, and this is the Color Pencil Podcast. Welcome back to the show. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been taking a number of question call-ins. And if you're wanting to call in your question, you can do that. Just go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. There's a banner over on the right-hand side. You click on that. It says, I think, send me a voicemail. Or you can call 513-301-0005. Last week's question was all about how to capture your artwork with your cell phone. So instead of going out and buying an expensive camera, is there an inexpensive way, as Jessica put it, that I can capture my artwork with my cell phone and have it look good enough? How do I do that? What's the setup? So we walked through that last week. But I made the statement that it's not the most ideal and that this week I'm going to be talking about the best way to capture your artwork in a digital format so that you can make reproducible prints, even giclés, from that artwork. You can post it on your website and whatever else you want to do with it. It is top-notch, the very best way to, and the easiest way, I might, might add, to capture your artwork. And it's not the most expensive way. So in a nutshell, here's how you do it. You scan your work. Now, I'll hear somebody once in a while say, oh, that's not the best way. You've got to use a big, expensive camera, and then you play with the levels and all of that. That, that is one way to do it, but it's not the best way, and I'll tell you why, for a number of reasons. Number one, when you scan your artwork, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave you hanging, not going to leave you in the dark. I'm going to tell you exactly the scanner that I use. But when you scan your artwork, you can set up your settings one time and then forget about it. Your settings will always be the same. So every time you scan your new artwork, any of the works in progress, any of that, you don't have to worry about, oh, do I have it lined up correctly? Oh, do I have it uh, square with the picture plane? Um, Do I have the settings correct? You set it up one time and then you forget it. And it, it works better than any other method of capturing your artwork. And here's the other bonus or benefit to it. You can scan large pieces of artwork. And I'm going to talk to you about how to do that. And you, don't have any, you won't have any problems doing that. But you can scan large pieces. You can also scan at a very high uncompressed file type. And then bring that into Photoshop or any other photo editor and then create your JPEG image from that large file type. And I'll talk to you about how to do that very quickly. This is not going to be a real technical um, show today, though. I'm going to tell you very simply how to do this and then we'll we'll move along. This is gonna, It's going to be a shorter show. All right. So number one, what scanner should I buy? That's I'm sure the question that popped into your mind. I'll tell you the scanner that I use, and you can read reviews. You can make up your own mind about which scanner you want to purchase. But I use the Epson Perfection V600 Photo Scanner. That's it. 
I did a lot of research before I purchased that particular scanner. It's a great scanner, has uh, very high reviews over on Amazon. It's got four and a half stars um, at the time of this recording in 2020 and uh, nearly 4,000 ratings. So it's, it's a great scanner. The bed on this particular scanner is eight and a half by 11.7 inches. Now, before you go, oh my goodness, I never draw anything that tiny. Hold on for a second. I'm going to help you out with that. It's not as uh, daunting as you may think. It will scan up to a 6400 by 9600 DPI. You'll never really need it quite that large, but it will pick up every single thing. And you don't have to worry about reflection. You don't, there's so many nice things about scanning your work and then working around in that raw file type. Or actually, uh, I have it set to TIFF. TIFF is an uncompressed file type. And then I can play around with the levels uh, afterwards. Okay. So let's say you do something that is 30 inches by something. Here's what happens when I go larger than 11 and a half. And I've done that quite a few times lately. When you open it in Photoshop, Photoshop will do the work for you. So there's a simple setting inside there. You just open up Photoshop, go to File, Automate, and then Photo Merge. Under Photo Merge, you'll have the uh, option to select what layout you want. I just put it on Auto. And then I grab the source files. It's kind of like a little wizard that you go through. Um, grab the source files. So grab all five different scans that you scanned of your work. So you'll scan it five or six, ten times, whatever you want. It doesn't take very long. It takes, it takes less than you know a few seconds to do it. And then you select, it's a checkbox, blend images together. Voila, you hit OK. And it does its thing. Every great once in a while, it will create some type of artifacting here and there within the image. And all I have to do is rescan another scan where it had some kind of problems and then tell it to auto calibrate again, do the photo merge. And it works. It works like a charm. I did this years ago and it did not work very well. And so I had given up on it for a while, but I, I came back to it and you know, just like most things in technology, um, it gets improved. And the algorithm that creates this particular file from all of these separate source files and merges them together has has improved. And it, it, you know, I'd put it up next to just about anything. All right. So used to, I would take my image, physical copy of my artwork, I would go to a photo printer, local photo printer. I would take it down there. They would have it for a week or so, and they would um, scan it for me. Or some some of them, I've tried different ones. Some of these different places would uh, take it. And, and you've got to go to a fine art uh, photo reproducer shop. Uh, I can't remember what their exact <laughs> title or category is, but it uh, it's where they're equipped to handle fine art photography and fine art artwork. Um, and I'm sure there's probably one local to you if you're even remotely close to an urban area. Anyway, so I would take it there. I would be charged 
I don't know. Uh, depends, I guess. It was around 30 bucks, something like that, per image. And they would recreate this. I can do the same thing. And in most cases, it comes out better than after they fiddled around with what they thought the exact file should look like, the exact colors should look like. And I have complete control over it right here in my studio. So that's what I recommend. That is the very best way to do it. Okay, so let's say you don't have a scanner. You know, you don't want to pony up 200 bucks to get a scanner. $200 one time. It'll last you for years and years. Let's say you don't want to do that. What do you do? Well, just like I mentioned, you can go to a fine art printer that uh, is specializing in reproducing fine art prints and they can do it for you. They'll do the work for you. They'll also charge you and they'll hold on to your artwork and just hope it doesn't get damaged. Um, that's a fine option. And uh, there's a lot of great ones out there. But all of these in-person shops, I really feel like, and I could be wrong, but a lot of them will be going by way of the dodo. So I would look into a do-it-yourself option. And it doesn't take a whole lot to learn how to do this to get the correct equipment and to start creating great images right there on the fly as quickly as uh, you can, you know, count to, I don't know, 20. So next, you could buy an expensive camera. And I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that one, but I, I think you probably know my opinion on that. I mean, I've done it that way. It's, it's not as good. In my opinion, you're going to have a lot tougher time getting an accurate representation of your artwork in a digital format when you do that. So I'm not really going to go into that a whole lot today. Uh, I can cover that in a future show if anyone's interested in that. But it's you're doing a lot more of um, you know some manual manipulation ahead of time. And then after you get it in your computer, you've got to make sure that it's not skewed. That picture plane is exactly parallel and the list goes on and on of a lot of other considerations uh, with color value temperature all kinds of things setting the white balance ahead of time and then making sure that it is uh, correct um, if you do go that route make sure you always shoot in a raw file type if that's possible at all if not highest jpeg quality of image that you can possibly get all right, that is it for today. I hope that was helpful. That is a very, very popular question. Do you need the exact scanner that I use? No, you can look at reviews. The thing that I would stay away from is just grabbing uh, the first kind of scanner that you look at that is also an all-in-one and does uh, printing and everything else. Try to find a dedicated device that is specifically designed and created with that particular form factor in mind, that this is what it does. It is set up to scan images. If you're grabbing a different solution, and I find that the Epson uh, scanners are just superior. Uh, Canon makes some great ones also. And HP, if you maybe look hard enough and you read enough reviews, maybe you can find one. But Epson, they're, they're just, it's just hard to beat what Epson and Canon can do. But make sure you get one that that's what the sole purpose of the device is, is to create a scanned copy. Now, the larger the bed is and the higher DPI that it can go, then obviously you're probably going to get 
a superior quality image. Uh, make sure you use the software that came with it or some other um, software that actually has a lot of the settings that you'll need to make sure you can play around with the levels and get it set just right. Okay, that's all I've got for today then. If you've got a question, again, go over to sharpenedartist.com podcast. You can leave me a message right there. You're welcome to email it. You can, uh, you know, just create a, a, a voice memo on your phone. Send it through email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. This is a weekly show. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.